0: when the clock has started here we go welcome to 20 minutes you'll never get back i'm graham your announcer answer for this episode doug says the show will be long today so he's only letting me talk for three more seconds three two one <laughs> i run a tight ship around here don't i greetings and welcome to 20 minutes you'll never get back my name is doug prazak and you are listening to episode 124 coming to you from California, the hurricane capital of the world. (laughs) I'm sure you heard that for the first time in like 10 million years, a tropical storm worked its way up through Southern California. Now I know for those of you in other parts of the U.S. or the, the world for that matter, you all have some serious hurricanes or tropical storms. I've seen the news. I've seen the devastation. That's some serious stuff. But come on, this is California. We had 17 straight hours of rain, and then you throw in the middle of that an earthquake. <laughs> Crikey's. what's next, locusts? Well, just about everybody here got uh, about a year's worth of rain in one day. A 5.1 earthquake shook the uh, town of Ohi. You know, it rocked my house a little bit, but but to be honest with you, I just thought it was one of my cats jumping on the back <laughs> the back of the couch. Ohi had some uh, minor damage here and there. Poor Jamie Summers. <laughs> If you're as old as I am, you got that joke. So yeah, Ojai had some damage. The usual wine and alcohol bottles crashing to the floor. Here's an analogy for you, okay? Write this one down. Tornadoes are to mobile homes as earthquakes are to liquor stores. (laughs) So yeah, California is now the official earthquake capital of the world. Let's see some other city try and claim that title, (laughs) okay? Enough of that. Last week, uh, Amy listed a few cities in the U.S. who have downloaded the show, and I promised to list a few of the international cities that listened last week. Now, please, before you get all uppity with me for mispronouncing your city's names, I'm doing the best I can, okay? I emphasize, I try. All right. Greetings to Canberra, Australia, Stepanag- Stepnagorsk, Almoe Oblisk in Kazakhstan, Takamatsu in Kagawa, Japan, Kleindowinjen in Aragau, Switzerland, Jordbro in Stockholm County, Sweden, Katmandu in Nepal, and Frankfurt am Main in Hesse, Germany. Well, that was a disaster. <laughs> I apologize to the world for that. So I'm just going to let uh, Amy do it. So here, here's the list. You think you can do it? Sure thing. I'll gladly give it a try. Canberra in Australia. Stepnogorsk in Kazakhstan. Takamatsu in Kagawa, Japan. Klein Dwettingen in Argau, Switzerland, Jordbro in Stockholm County, Sweden, Katmandu in Nepal, and Frankfurt on Main in Hesse, Germany. I think that about covers it. Everyone just loves a show off, don't they? (laughs) Thank you, Amy. So, uh, today's topic, you ask. Well, a couple of weeks ago, I was at a convention. You know, one of those uh, fan fest things. No, it wasn't Comic Con. No, it wasn't Star Wars Con. Not even a model railroad convention. Nope. It was the 2023 CatCon. Yeah, you heard me. CatCon. A convention of cats, cat people, and social media cats. Those things really pissed me off. There were dozens of people waiting in line to take a picture with some cat that was uh, full of himself. There was a uh, panel discussion with some uh, cat that travels around the world and gets us picture taken in places I wish I could travel to. When the panel discussion was over, two security guards, I'm not kidding, two security guards escorted the stuck-up furry animal back to the entertainer's lounge behind a curtain. They were yelling for us to clear the way, saying... V.I.K. coming through. <laughs> Christ. Now, if you know me, you know what I was screaming in my head. <laughs> Sometimes I would let a word or two sneak out, and my executive producer gave me a look and said, Douglas? <laughs> now, outside of the uh, aforementioned model railroad convention, I have never been to a con anything. My EP has been to the Comic Con and the Star Wars con, so she kind of knew what to expect. Not me. But as I was walking around watching people get in line for a sample cat treat or to watch the demonstration of the latest in litter box technology, (laughs) I got to wondering, I'm in this weird-ass convention, and how many other weird-ass conventions are there around the world? I'm pretty sure you know what happened when I got home with my uh, bag of free cat treat samples and my EP wearing her new cat t-shirt. If you said I did some research so you don't have to, You'd be correct. And if you didn't say that, then uh, you need to listen to a few more episodes. (laughs) So here we go. Conventions, festivals, and fanfests you probably have never heard of. Let's start here. A convention for hobos and those interested in the hobo culture. (laughs) It takes place in the town of Britt, Iowa. The Hobo Convention, or HoboCon, as I'm calling it since they didn't, and they're really missing out on something. Anyway, HoboCon... (laughs) <laughs> anyway, HoboCon takes place on the second weekend of every August, as it has since 1900. HoboCon consists of hobos, rail riders, and tramps all gathering up to celebrate the American traveling worker. Some of the events that take place include the Hobo 5K and Hobo 10K walk run, <laughs> a hobo auction. Do they really appreciate getting auctioned off? I don't know. The Hobo Memorial Service and the Hobo Classic Car Show and the the Hobo Arts and Crafts Show. (laughs) And how does one qualify as a hobo? Well, generically, a hobo is a migrant worker in the United States. But there are three subgroups. There's hobos, there's tramps, and there's bums. (laughs) And they are generally regarded as related, but they're distinct. You see, A hobo travels and is willing to work. A tramp travels but avoids work if possible. And a bum neither travels nor works. (laughs) There is just no way I'm going to get through some of these without laughing. (laughs) But you've come to expect it, haven't you? (laughs) Hastings in East Sussex, England. They have a Jack in the Green celebration on May Day. It started back in the 18th century as part of May Day celebrations to bring in the summer season. Now, Jack consists of a wooden or a wicker frame that's covered in foliage, including leaves, branches, flowers. It's worn on the upper half of a human body and carried along in May Day processions. Jack marches through the city, generally looking like some kind of humanoid shrub. In some places, he's accompanied by attendants representing Robin Hood and Maid Marian. In Hastings, he's accompanied by boogies or the boogeymen disguised in green rags and a sort of vegetation and green face. <laughs> At the end of the procession, Jack is slain. What the f- <laughs> Jack is slain to release the spirit of summer. I can just see the town meeting now. Uh, who wants to be Jack this year? <laughs> okay, moving on. There's uh, Lincoln Escalades, there's Lincoln, Nebraska, there's even Lincoln, California, and then there's the Association of Lincoln Presenters. <laughs> this group honors the United States 16th president at an annual week-long convention called, are you ready for it, Lincoln. <laughs> Kudos on that one. <laughs> That's the best one ever. Lincoln. Participants honor the words and works of the Lincolns through presentations that educate and entertain to preserve the legacy of Abraham and Mary Lincoln. Lincoln and Myers come together dressed as Honest Abe and his wife for a weekend of Civil War tales and reenactments. <laughs> a whole bunch of Lincolns and top hats. Okay, you say you're not interested in a Lincoln convention. How about this one? the Redhead Days Festival. It's a gathering of tens of thousands of people in the city center of Tilburg in the Netherlands. It's an international event which includes thousands of redheads from over 80 countries. It's the oldest and largest redhead festival in the world. Did you know there was more than than one? Organizers say everyone is welcome and you don't even need to be a redhead now if you don't think you can make it all the way to the netherlands for uh, the redhead festival there then there's a redhead days festival in chicago it's based off of the netherlands festival so it's gonna be pretty close chicago has brought its own ginger celebration to america activities include live music food vendors a petting zoo <laughs> there's always a petting zoo at a fair isn't there a bounce house for all ages Just don't uh, be a moron and ask about the carpet and the drapes. (laughs) Here's a uh, convention you might be up for. Paper dolls might be flimsy and easy to rip up, but that does not mean they are any less cool than the 3D dolls. The original Paper Doll Artist Guild was founded in 1984 and is an organization of people who exchange ideas to encourage the art and hobby of paper dolls in the world today. Each year, the OPDAG, as I like to call them, they hold a convention they call Paper Doll Convention. (laughs) They need to work on that. (laughs) I don't know what yet, but it's got to be better than Paper Doll Convention. Sometimes it's referred to as a paper doll gathering. (laughs) I guess that's a little bit better. Anyway, the 2023 version of the convention was held in Philadelphia, PA, and the theme was Dreaming the Future. If you attend, you can expect a myriad of workshops where you'll learn to create your own paper dolls. You can explore the histories of famous paper doll artists, and you can discuss the status of dolls today. I guess the uh, upside to this convention is that you don't have to worry about overbuying souvenirs because no matter how many paper dolls you purchase, you can pretty much just tuck them into a manila folder and take them home. It's not like you're at a weightlifting convention. Trying to stuff barbells in your suitcase. (laughs) If anybody out there collects paper dolls, I apologize. I just, it's, uh, this show is really running long. Jeez. Uh, One more before the break, okay? It's the California Mermaid Convention. (laughs) If Ariel or any other mermaid is your thing, then the California Mermaid Convention in Sacramento is the place for you. Now, I'd like to call it Mercon, but apparently that's a trademark by an automatic transmission fluid company. (laughs) The Mermaid Convention is for mermaid enthusiasts and features workshops, performances, and other activities. You can learn how to be an actual mermaid and do it safely. The convention offers a few different workshops where you'll be trained by a professional mermaid. The organizers say the merfolk community, that's what they're called, the merfolk community, it's a very diverse and inclusive one. You can celebrate with all ages, orientations, and backgrounds. Mers from all over the country and internationally come to swim, network, and just have fun for the weekend. During the convention, you're going to have the opportunity to see choreographed costume performances at Dive Bar Sacramento. The Dive Bar Sacramento website says splash into our venue where we make mermaid magic every night in our 40-foot saltwater aquarium. Our live underwater performers will transport you to a sea of dreams with their world-famous shows while our bartenders mix up their own aquatic drinks like a spicy stingray mule or a jellyfish Jalapeno Margarita. So there you go. You can get your mer on at the California Mermaid Convention in Sacramento. It is officially time for a break. But when we come back, guess what? More conventions. (laughs) Don't go away. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the Lobby get ourselves a treat. I got a uh, ice cream sandwich. What did you get? (laughs) Back to uh, conventions. Now, if paper dolls and mermaids are, well, just too tame for you, then you might want to think about heading off to the feast of San Juan de la Vega which is considered one of the most dangerous festivals in the world. (laughs) Every February for centuries, locals in San Juan de la Vega, Mexico, have thrown a festival unlike anything else in the world. It's a modern-day celebration of the town's namesake, affectionately known as San Juan Tito, who became embroiled in a battle with the area's wealthy landowners. Now, San Juan Tito had a penchant for stealing from the rich and giving to the poor, and he earned himself something of a reputation for being Mexico's Robin Hood. And just how is this festival celebrated? Well, it's celebrated with hammer bombs. <laughs> no one knows for sure who had the original hammer bombs—whether it was San Juanito or the uh, Mexican wealthy landowners—but somebody had them. The explosive hammers that the revelers use today are more like heavy-duty firecrackers strapped to the end of a sledgehammer. <laughs> a participant slams their hammer onto a sheet of metal, detonating the explosive to the delight of everyone, although sometimes sending the brave hammerslinger flying like a rag doll. Man after man steps up to throw down for the bomb hammer party from late morning until supper time or until something truly catastrophic happens to the crowd. If you go, make sure to bring earplugs, eye protection, and something to cover your mouth to keep these sulfurous gases from entering your lungs. What a fun festival, eh? Take that, paper dolls. (laughs) Next up, how about a convention that's just a little less violent? (laughs) For those who believe that us Earthlings have been visited by visitors from the outer reaches of space then the annual International UFO Congress is the landing spot for you. The IUFOC was established in 1991 for the dissemination of information related to UAPs and UFOs and the search for extraterrestrial life. It features presentations given by researchers, academics, authors, and aviation experts, as well as those who have experienced anomalous phenomena. Topics covered are UFO sightings, alien abductions, governmental UFO secrecy, paranormal experiences, and much more. If you're planning on going, here's the good news. When you buy a ticket for the UFO Congress, you are guaranteed access to every lecture. No choosing between speakers. Plus, you have unlimited access to the on-site store where scores of vendors offer unique products and services from books, jewelry, and art to stones, body treatments, and psychic readings. Here's a a tasty convention for you. Snail lovers rejoice. France has the festival just for you. It's the Fête de l'Escargot. Make your way to the picturesque town of Osenbach in Alsace at the very end of April, the annual Snail Festival is a serious affair, so much so that the town even has its very own brotherhood dedicated to the humble snail. People come from far and wide for this two-day event with highlights including traditional music and dance, local beer tastings, and the all-important snail tastings. (laughs) Before you go, ugh, I love escargot. It's so good. (laughs) I have offered people lots of money just to try one. They refuse. Snails are good to eat until you get that little antenna thing is stuck in your teeth. Oh, my God. (laughs) Sorry. How many people got grossed out on that one? The festival also features a traditional snail race, which takes place on a custom-built course. How the hell long does that take? How long is the course? One foot? (laughs) No wonder they serve beer and wine. You need something to keep you entertained. Ready, set, go. <laughs> okay, let's go have a few drinks. We'll come back in a while and see where they're at. Snail <laughs> race. All right, not a fan of escargot? How about uh, dummies? <laughs> Grab your dummy and head to Erlanger, Kentucky next July for the Vent Haven International Ventriloquist Convention. Erlanger is the home to the annual ventriloquist convention, which includes performances from highly skilled ventriloquists as well as open mics for new performers. I'd love to see some YouTube videos of that one. The head ventriloquist says it's the only convention in the world where you can directly ask pro vents, that's what they're called, they're called vents, questions about the art and even have some one-on-one time with them. This convention is almost like a phantom reunion. There's a lot of sharing, a lot of learning, and a lot of fun. You're probably saying, but Doug, will I fit in since I'm new to vent? They say, absolutely. (laughs) You may come as a stranger, but you will leave inspired with a whole circle of vent friends. Guaranteed. It's a convention run by pros who want to expand their art and keep it alive and well. Unfortunately, all activities are for registered attendees only. However, you can purchase a single-day convention pass and receive admittance to all activities on that day. A whole ballroom full of ventroquist dummies. Oh my God. All right, it's time to get whimsical. You say you're into the whimsical winged lute playing realm? then you probably already know about the Fairy Worlds Festival in Eugene, Oregon. Head fairies say from music to art, there is something for everybody to enjoy. One of the highlights of the festival is the live music performances by renowned fantasy-inspired bands. (laughs) That's not on my Spotify list. The musical acts create an ethereal atmosphere with their enchanting melodies and mystical lyrics. Another popular activity at Fairy Worlds Festival is participating in interactive workshops and classes. These workshops cover a range of topics including fairy folklore, mythical creature drawing, costume making and plenty of vendors selling handmade crafts, jewelry, clothing and other magical items. And lastly, some of you may find clowns to be the uh, stuff of nightmares. (laughs) But... If you're someone who sees the fun in clowns, then you want to head to Albuquerque, New Mexico for the World Clown Association Convention. An entire convention of clowns. For four days, you get to watch performances by world-class clowns. You can take classes on juggling, face painting, balloon designs. (laughs) proper use of confetti and laughter yoga whatever the hell that is what is laughter yoga and nowhere in the publicity information does it say you're supposed to bring your own little car or a water bucket filled with confetti (laughs) so there you go a whole list of conventions for you to go to in case you can't get your tickets to Comic Con in San Diego (laughs) hopefully some of them may be more interesting than uh, Cat Con (laughs) That's just me. I'm just saying that's just me. Okay. (laughs) And that will wrap up episode 124. But first, what have we learned? Well, we learned that if you travel but you avoid work if possible, then you're a tramp, (laughs) not a hobo. (laughs) We learned that if you like mermaids and alcohol, there is a bar for you in Sacramento. And we learned that if you're a thrill seeker, Strap a few sticks of dynamite to a sledgehammer and head off to San Juan de la Vega, Mexico. They have just the thing for you. (laughs) Thank you very much for listening. I always appreciate it. And I'll talk to you next time on 20 Minutes. You'll never get back. Bye-bye. Wait a minute. You're telling me there's a bar. Where mermaids are swimming around. Hi, it's me again, Doug. I want to take up a couple more seconds of your time just to remind you. If you want to stay informed of when uh, the next podcast is posted, all you need to do is sign up at uh, on that Instagram machine. It's at uh, two zero M Y N G B twenty M Y N G B, and that means twenty minutes you'll never get back. Uh, if you sign up there, you'll uh, always see when the next podcast is uploaded. And if you want to leave some comments, by all means, please do go to the uh, website at 20minutespodcast.com. So it's 20minutespodcast.com. And uh, you can uh, leave your comments there. It also tells you how you can be an announcer for the show. So take take a look at those two things if you'd like and stay informed. And I'll, as always, thank you very much for listening to uh, 20 Minutes. You'll never get back. Bye-bye.